This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. Welcome to Slasher Radio. Your host here, Mike Bones and Cat Belor. What's going on, Cat? Hey there. What the hell is no? We don't got a Rob. We don't have Rob this week. We are free of Lord Humphrey. <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> I, you know, like I knew we weren't gonna have Cat. I, I promised myself I wouldn't get emotional. I knew we weren't gonna have him for quite some time. We've known, but now that the moment's here, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. Nice break. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. We are we did replace Rob uh, for a week, which is also a beautiful thing. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, the infamous Amber. What's going on, Amber? Hey, what's up, Mikey? What's up, Cat? Hey there. I can't believe you guys are 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 busting balls on my guru of happiness. That's Rob. Guru, what? Happiness. He is the most miserable, grumpy. No, there's no nothing happy about Rob. Uh uh-uh. uh. You don't know Rob like I know Rob. He is the guru of happiness. He reaches out to everyone. It's just how you take his touch. <laughs> that is a pretty good way to put it. <laughs> that sounds very rubbish. <laughs> you know what? It's very rob rubbish and rubbish. I never wow. Okay. I'll do something with that. Uh but I, I was telling Kat earlier. Uh, Amber, and maybe we can get into that now. Speaking of Rob, uh, I want to take this moment with Rob not being here uh, to celebrate. Uh, the reason R- Rob isn't here this week is because he's in the middle of a move, and Rob is moving down south, to the southeast of uh, the, these great American states, and um, he's going to be somewhat of a redneck. So I figured we could take a moment and celebrate Redneck Rob's move down south. And I just had a couple of jokes that I thought would, would be uh, a fun to throw out there. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to start with this one. What's the last thing you hear before Redneck, including Redneck Rob, dies? Banjo? Y'all watch this. <laughs> uh, how can you tell if Redneck Rob got married? How? Every tobacco spit stains on both sides of the pickup truck. (laughs) 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 Guys, what what is radio? What what, radio Rob? What is redneck Rob called duct tape? (laughs) Chrome. (laughs) He's redneck now. Rob moved down (laughs) south. He's gonna call the duct tape everywhere. Uh, How did redneck Rob die from drinking milk? How? The cow fell on him. I heard one like that, but it was the bull kicked him. Oh, 
If we get a bowl to kick them, that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Okay. What's the difference between Helen Keller and Redneck Rob? <laughs> she got famous for not being able to read. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that one's not right. It's not right. All these gobble things are, you know, are, are taken into account here. Uh, what, what's the difference between North Carolina and South Carolina? In North Carolina, Boose Head is a beer. In South Carolina, it's a misdemeanor. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got two more. These I love these so much. <laughs> How many redneck robs does it take to eat a possum? Two. One to eat it, and the other one to watch for cars. Oh! <laughs> oh. And, and my favorite, this is the last one, my favorite Redneck Rob joke is if Redneck Rob got married, what would a tornado and his redneck divorce have in common? Someone's losing a trail. Oh, my God. That's a good one. I like that one. I... I would like to. What, what would the best word be? I would like to. We're just celebrating. That's the word he uses for me. So we're celebrating Rob, and I felt that was the best way I would know how to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of him. I'm congratulations to him. On becoming a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm making the journey because somebody that has experience with that, you know. I, I came to a place that I, the only thing I knew about it was from TV. And now it's become, you know, this major part of my life that I'm, I'm just so happy and gratified to have. And I hope that happens for him too. I, I'm just glad he's a redneck. That's all. Mm -hmm. this, yeah. I've been prepping for this for weeks. And, uh, and, and now with all the Italian crap that I get on this show, I, I have something. <laughs> Rob, Redneck Rob is finally what I have, and I will treasure it forever, damn it. I just hope he remembers always that a family reunion is not where you pick up dates. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This better take off like the gobbledygook crap did. Chris, Nesto, <laughs> do not be shy with the Mississippi birdbath, anybody. Huh? Why don't you call on the Darth Gregor? Oh, my God. The, does Greg have any built-in redneck jokes? Dude, he, he, let me tell you something. One thing about Greg is when it comes to jokes and when it comes to being quick as a whip, he's got that snap. Greg, I, I'm, I'm going to need Greg to participate in the redneck stuff. I mean, that, I feel like it's only right. We, we, what I'm saying is we need all hands on deck here, people. Radio Redneck Rob is, is official, and um, and I think we should all embrace it. That's all. Yes, we should. We should make him feel welcome. That's right. Here are my screens. Speaking of welcome or, or not welcome, I, I don't know which way we're going to look at this one. <laughs> we have a voicemail this week. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, this is this is a voicemail from Greg, who unfortunately you will hear pop in and pop out of this episode. We, we've called Cat. Didn't we name this Greg's Hot Take Corner? I think we did. I think we did. Um, yep. 
This is Greg's hot take corner. Uh, the things you're about to hear here are graphic. <laughs> um, we don't know what's about to be be said. We can't. We don't necessarily them. condone these opinions. No, not at all. No, <laughs> no. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. But if you would like to leave a voicemail for the show, the number is nine one seven three nine seven kill. That's nine one seven three nine seven five four five five. Um. Amber, you might want to go and remove that out of Greg's phone if you get the chance. He knows it by heart. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he scratched it on like bathroom stalls, walls, and stuff. And fucking, um, but yeah. So anything horror related, anything show related, you can. Uh, uh, that's the place you can call up. We will air your message and discuss it, like you are about to, unfortunately, hear. Hello, Michael. Hello, Robert. Hello, Kat. It is I, Darth Gregor, back with another set of horror movie hot takes. But before I get to that, I just want to say, no, I don't care how much money Terrifier 2 makes, because <laughs> all it proves to me is how stupid some horror movie fans are. That being said, here are my horror movie hot takes this time around. <clears throat> Black Christmas 2019 had more likable characters than Trashifier 2. Oh. Thanks Killing 3 had a better plot than Trashifier 2. What? Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, had better kills than Trashifier 2. And Stitches hmm. was, is a better clown than Art. Thank you. Oh. Bye. Yay, Stitches! Woohoo! <laughs> Cat, come on. <laughs> Sorry, but also... <laughs> Yay, Stitches! I love that someone's on the show talking about Stitches and it's not even me this time. <laughs> oh my god. I like Stitches too, but come on. This, this is the second voicemail in a row. The second hot take corner in a row where Greg has aimed his his vile vile insults and hatred upon terrifier to two, two in a row cat <laughs> son of a bitch i don't know where to begin uh he the plot thing he might have me by the balls a little bit i'm also not mad about uh dream master to be honest but the thing of it is is those movies that he mentioned he really doesn't like yeah i do you do i do oh well, not, not Black Christmas 2019. That's an atrocity. But <laughs> Thanks Killing 3? No, Thanks Killing 3 is fun in the worst possible way. And obviously, Dream Master is the third best Nightmare on Elm Street film. What? <sighs> yeah. Okay, and hold on. Nightmare on Elm Street one, is three, four, one, right? four. No. New Nightmare is yes. in there somewhere. New Nightmare is second from the bottom. This is ridiculous. Hold on. See, we're all covering more hot takes again. We're doing it again. This is all over again. <laughs> God damn it. You talk to the man about one thing and you just find out way more than you want to know. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. The the plot for the plot for Terrifier 2 was messy. Okay? Uh, agree. But the kills and cat, I know you say you're not mad about Nightmare 4, but the kills were better than really? At it had the bug kill. Yeah. The suck face. Yeah. 
I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying, I don't. I don't think it's better than than Terrifier Two: The Kills. Yeah, but you also like that movie, so ew. I love. I love the movie. <laughs> I love the movie. Um, Stitches too. Yeah, I like Stitches, but no, not nowhere near our class. The joke's always funnier the second time round. Oh what God. are we going to talk about Stitches on this show? Yeah. <laughs> Horror Court. Apparently sooner than later. <laughs> um, do you think Rob likes... Rob's got to like Stitches, right? He has to, right? That means he won't. I don't know. I, I, I think he may be on the fence with it. Rob's been such a wild card lately. Well, he also pacing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, because Rob's pretty particular when it comes to pacing. He's pretty particular about a lot of stuff. But yeah, I'd, I don't know. Wouldn't it, the, the Terrifier 2 thing, it's gotten to the point where it's like, I don't really know. But it's just never going to happen. We're never going to see eye to eye. It's always going to be this way. And that's kind of just what it is forever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. Yep. So, damn it. Check out. Greg at Darth Gregor on TikTok. He does lives and, and horror topics and all that stuff. Uh, be careful in the lives. You might get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a... He, he has some people that are just... They they are very loyal to him and, and you can expect to see them you know, on Saturdays. Yes. Yeah, you guys have a pretty pretty badass crowd over there. Uh, on uh, at, at at Darth Gregor on TikTok, um, I we can get into drink roll call, guys, but I'm not. I'm just drinking iced tea. Yeah, I just got iced mocha coffee. Are you saving this one, cat? Um, I've got whiskey and my tea again. So okay, all right. Uh, Amber and I both are uh, enjoying the THC side of things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I, usually I mix, but I, I just, I don't know. I haven't been there. What kind of whiskey, Kat? Uh, I ran a, I think I'm having Jim Bean right now. Usually it's Jack Daniels, but I, I'm out. <laughs> so. I, I know some people who prefer Jim Bean. Yeah. They swear up and down about it. They don't want no Jack Daniels. I don't know. I, I prefer Jack Daniels. Um, Me too. But. It's just smoother. I'm not going to complain about Jim Beam. Jim Beam know. either. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Either way, can't go wrong. It gets drunk. Yeah. You guys ready to get into the news? Yeah. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. little bit not much i ha- i was gonna say i haven't seen much this week no of course, i've also slept a lot of this week so <laughs> that slept through the news uh <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's a, it's a very slow news week um dead by daylight's new i don't know what to call it chapter or whatever the hell there's a new killer and a new survivor uh <clears throat> the night he's a son of a bitch i'm just gonna leave it at that um Oh, the, the character cat that I, I thought you were confusing, the Dilf. Oh, yeah. That everyone's calling. Yeah, he's out. So. Nice. Yeah. I bought the Dilf. <laughs> <laughs> Got me a Dilf. And, uh, 
I, I don't even like them. So I, I wasted $5 or whatever it is. Um, Gun Interactive has uh, released a new image from the Texas Chainsaw game. And I don't know if you caught that one, Cap, but it's the uh, the back of the gas station. Okay. And no. I just... Okay, I just sent it to you. It's not, it's not much, but, you know, this is Texas Chainsaw, and we do know that gun very detailed. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll have to check that out. All right, I guess. It was cool. I don't know. There's not much. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good for them on detail. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys are going to want to run out and grab this, but there's pre-orders for Trick or Treat Studios' Texas Chainsaw Massacre board game. Oh, really? That's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, this thing's weird. I don't... You know, I'm scared because, like, if... At the rate of 2022 Texas Chainsaw stuff, this board game might suck. Yeah, I would definitely want to have more information about it because, like, we have a game night every Wednesday. We go, we go over to a friend's house and uh, we play board games. Nice. And... What what what's that one thing that we're playing? Hero Quest. Yes, and Hero Quest. Okay. It's kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons thing, but it's a little bit different. Okay. But we do we we play board games once a week, and uh, That's I cool shit. It sounds like it's a lot of fun um do we get anywhere from there's like there's always four of us together but sometimes we we have like six to seven people damn on a game night all right there's something about a board game isn't it just getting together and having fun yep <laughs> yeah there really is i had the most fun uh one night we were playing cards against humanity and we oh, were God. seeing who could get the most laughs out of them and oh my god there was like some outrageous shit that we all came up with <laughs> that is funny Guards oh yeah is dangerous oh yeah yeah that's a dangerous one <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially greg holy shit could you imagine cat like <laughs> playing cards with greg uh this uh, the texas chainsaw game it does look interesting the board game it will set you back 60 bucks that's not bad for a board game to be honest is it <laughs> not really Oh. Yeah, not with today's prices and stuff, no. And board game, they're getting nice. Like, especially the collectible ones have, like, a lot of full-color art for stuff. And I, yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay. That was one of the things that killed my board game night is, like, board games just, they're, they're getting expensive. I didn't know. I had no idea. Uh, I think, I, I have a, a Walking Dead Monopoly and something else and I can't remember what it was um, but yeah I, I think they were both gifts so I had no idea that they were damn that's like a, a full blown like Playstation game yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what man in all honesty like these video games like the graphics are cool and like all that stuff like Borg at least you can touch it you know yeah like it's it's physical I think you're getting your money's worth more so with the board game and you get to sit with a bunch of people that's kind of cool yeah, or even, you know, like, one-on-one, -on -one, like, Greg and I play a lot of cards, or we'll play a lot of, like, Yahtzee and uh, another dice game called Farkle. It's nice to, to just step away from it 
all and just kind of like throw music on and just play a game. Hell yeah. Hell you yeah. know? Absolutely. So, you know what? Some of the best times, like uh, a couple of years back at, at Thanksgiving, actually, that just passed. Uh, I went over a family member's house and we were all playing a card game. I think it was called like bullshit or something. A little different than a board game or something, but still, it's sitting there, something yeah. tangible and getting together. Um, hell yeah. Alright, next up, you guys are going to enjoy this, especially Greg. Uh, Terrifier <laughs> 2 gets an officially, officially licensed VHS release from Broke Horror Fan and Witter Entertainment. I keep seeing this with stuff. I Listen, <laughs> why? How am I supposed to watch it? I don't know. It little look cool, though. Uh, yeah, they all look cool, but, like, I, I don't understand. We were talking about this last time, too, because it's, like, yeah. vinyls at least sound better than CDs. But why would you why would you prefer to watch a VHS? Because there's... And I don't remember what magazine I read it in, because I was at the doctor's office. But Orion, I think, is supposed to come out with like a vintage VCR player because there's so many VCRs left in the or VCH tape VHS tapes in the world that they're wanting to kind of bring back you know like an old school small model type of VHS okay you know I, I don't understand I, I if I had the room I would do it honestly like they look cool it's you know vintage and whatever and Maybe it's a little different for us too, Kat, because like, well, I don't know. You had VHSs. You remember those, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. I don't know. I, but VHS was like, my, you, you caught it on the way out. Mm-hmm. I, I had to rewind the tape, damn it. You know? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there's a little nostalgia there for me, a little extra, but um, 20 bucks too. It's out of stock now. It's, that's not a, that's a pretty cheap hobby. Yeah. And then Broke Horror Fan. I'm looking through their shop right now. They got a lot of stuff. They have PG Psycho Gorman on VHS. Huh. <laughs> oh, wow. Why are you getting mad at VHS, Kat? What are you doing? I, VHS tapes, I... It's frustrating. Leave them alone. I, <laughs> no. I, I refuse to live them alone. Here's... Because I'm a big... I I like physical media. I went through this with DVDs where it was like... I, I didn't quite make the jump from DVD to Blu-ray as fast as I maybe should have because it's like, you know, I have all these DVDs That's and fair. stuff. And then, you know, I've just, I feel like just recently I finally come around where I'm starting to look for Blu-rays instead of DVDs because it's the better option. I don't want to have to revert back to VHS. Like, <laughs> I'm just kind of to the point where I've replaced all of my VHSs from because I had like a bunch of like vintage horror movies and stuff on VHS that I finally just am able to watch again because I've replaced them. I don't want to have to go back. I feel like we're taking and records got me too because like I this Pearl soundtrack came out. It's now like the fifth record that I'm gonna own. I'm going back in time and it's expensive. Like VHSs, at least the tapes are like comparable price wise to DVDs, but records are fucking expensive. Alright, I mean, yeah, it, that's... I, I get it, but it's still, it's kind of cool. It is. I, I mean, because I'm sure with the technology that they have today, they're, even the older ones, I don't think will be grainy. I think they'll, you know, 
they've come such a long way with television. I'm a kid that grew up without one until I got older. And watching, you know, your neighbor's little black and white TV through kitchen windows and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that I would never sit and watch a VHS. I just wouldn't do it. Like, even if it was easy enough, I probably wouldn't do it. But, you know, I, I don't think it's the end of the world to have a little collection. Kai, you really, like, whenever I say VHS, you're making noise. Like, what I'm getting hell? frustrated. <laughs> that is funny as hell. This and the part that scares me is this is the kind of thing that I would fall for, and I really just I don't have the money to go through this again. <laughs> Are you guys ruining my fucking show? Yeah. Wait, what? Are you guys ruining my fucking show? Holy shit! I didn't even. What, what are you doing? What are you doing here? I'm doing a run in real quick just to make sure you guys are staying on track. We're not. You know, yeah, we up. are. <laughs> Hi, Holy Rob. Shit. Hey, how's it going, Amber? Pretty good. So good to hear from you. You're keeping them in line, huh? Yeah, I told them about you being the guru of happiness, but they're doubting my work. No, it breaks my heart. It's because they're negativity. They they like to let their <laughs> negativity shine. I don't know why. It's what they choose. Well, by God, I'm shining. The I even got called rubbish. Yeah, not rubbish, <laughs> but rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish. All right. How are you doing? Are you, are you officially Redneck Rob? No, no, no. I'm still in... I, I mean, I am, but not because I'm in the South yet. I'm still in Indiana. I'm leaving tomorrow. I am behind schedule as per uh -oh. usual, so... Uh, All right, so what but, I did uh, earlier will still apply by the time you get this airs. Okay, sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll be... Uh, I will be in South Carolina on Monday. Holy shit. All right. Oh. Exciting All right, times. guys. I just wanted to run in and say hello and make sure you didn't ruin everything in my absence. I promise to ruin stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. What did you do for the Lord Humphrey Audio Entertainment Network? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Okay. Nothing yet? No. no. Have you even started the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we usually do that beforehand. Oh, my God. I don't understand what <laughs> you guys are doing. But we have a guest. We're <laughs> here. What are you doing? <laughs> Go put shit in boxes. Right. What the hell? All right. All right. I'm out, guys. Have fun. Holy shit. Bye, Rob. That, there's your happiness, Amber. There, there it is. There's your happiness. Ah, forget about it. <laughs> wow. And he's gone just like that. God damn it. I should have I, I locked it. After Amber, Amber came <laughs> in, I should have shut the door and I should have locked it. And that's what I get. <sighs> Lesson learned. Oh my god, that's funny. Son of a bitch. And he got you on the way out. He got me on the way out. <laughs> you know what? I really can't say anything because I did do it to him once on This Horror Life. So I really can't see. He, he run in me back. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, to something that Cat will be nice to, hopefully. Uh, again, not much we'll news this Well, <laughs> No, you will be. Uh, not much news this week, so it's worth mentioning. Independent Spirit Awards has Mia Goth nominated for Best Lead Performance from Pearl. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I will be nice to that. I like Mia Goth. She's got to win it for something this year, right? Statistically. <laughs> right? I mean, geez, she had uh, X was this year, right? Or I'm a little what? bit surprised it wasn't for X, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't seen Pearl yet. I will say she is in Pearl more. 
Okay. Uh, Amber, have you seen Pearl yet? I haven't seen Pearl yet, but I did watch X. Okay. And uh, I don't know. It was it was okay. I prefer Smile over X. Damn. Amber. <laughs> what? Amber, no. <laughs> not Smile. Not the Lollipop song movie. No. <laughs> I haven't seen Smile either, to be fair, so I can't Ooh. even judge. I don't know. I just kind of like the creativity of it. I thought it was kind of cool. You know, you, you've got this entity that that looks into your eyes and sees how bad your traumatic life has been and uses it against you. That's a that's a good aesthetic. You know, that would aesthetic. be a really good movie. That's not what Smile was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it made me think of. You yeah. know? Again, haven't seen I can't get in the middle of this one. I know X is really fucking good because I've seen it. I don't know about I heard Smile was bad. No, yeah, I thought it was really good and and you know the take that I did get from it is that, you know, this entity jumped from people to people to people that had watched somebody that they care about commit suicide. That's traumatic. And I just think the theory of that entity is is something that they could really build on as a good movie. Okay. The way Amber described it, it, it's like that one review that we found of um, Book of Shadows. Like, that sounds like a very interesting movie. Don't expect that from Smile. <laughs> That's, uh, I I really wanted to like Smile. I really did. I had, I had heard only bad things, and a bunch of people, like, the day that it came to Peacock, a bunch of people told me that it was worth watching and not to trust the reviews, and I did not for the life of me get it. I, it tried so hard. I think maybe it tried too hard. It did try too hard, and I agree. It, it's not. It, it's a bad movie, but like I said, it's it's the the villain, the entity, or whatever it was itself that I really enjoyed. And like I, it did some things really well. Uh, I wish yeah. I had focused on those things instead of there were like. Over half of the runtime is fake outs, and there are a lot of jump scares. Mm -hmm. Special effects, the practical effects were all phenomenal. The digital effects, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. not as good. It's it's just very, yeah. it, it was inconsistent, I think. If they had focused on their strengths. Oh, I can, I, I agree with you 100%, but I just, the only thing about X is that I really think it was was too long. There were some things that they could have, you know, kind of cut it short about. I get it. Everybody loves the boobies. We cheered for the boobies. But I don't know. There was just... I, I know that it's gonna, I'm going to get more when it comes to watching Pearl. But for watching this as a separate movie and, you know, going into it with not really knowing exactly what I was going to be put in for outside of, you know, oh, it's part porno, part, part horror movie. And I don't know. I, I liked where they were getting with the old couple, but the stuff that led up to it, I, I just feel like they drug out too much stuff. They should have just shortened it a little bit and I'd probably, you know, I'd probably enjoy it more. Now, Amber, when you say it was too long, were you talking about the movie or Kid Cudi's being? 
Because, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> they both uh, had about the same runtime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about runtime. Okay, okay. <laughs> Alright, dude. To each their own. I mean... I, I'm probably going to see Pearl before I see uh, uh, Smile. So, just because I've seen X already. So, I, yeah. I have to... Yeah. Uh, but, either way, Mia God, I mean... Like I said, she's got to win something for something this year. Literally. Yeah, she has been killing fucking everything. And a little off topic, but I I haven't seen Wednesday yet. But that's another one. I like you know I've heard mixed reviews, but everyone said she's killed it. Dude, I'm telling you what I thought. I went in with a very closed mind, uh, and the first episode I wound up watching it twice, and now I'm like on episode five, and I really like it. Because I was, I, I went into it thinking, okay, it's going to be over the, you know, way over the top. It's going to kind of get stupid. Nope. It, it, it really keeps you going. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. uh, full disclosure, I fall asleep watching Wednesday, but that's not a quality of the <laughs> show. I've just been very, very sick and on NyQuil this week. Uh, I've fallen asleep through everything all week. I don't think I've made it all the way through anything. I was asleep watching Chucky the other day. I was very upset with myself. <laughs> but again, I did too. To I finally went to start it. And it's like, man, Damn, not the week. A, it was a bad start. I've been busting your balls about it for how long? And now you, damn it. Um, <clears throat> all right, good for me. God, she's just killing everything she's doing. Uh, the mean one. Unofficial Grinch movie has oh. <laughs> slashes into theaters. On December 9th. How are these things getting into theaters? I love it. I love it so much. I can't even hate on this one because David Howard Thornton's in it. Like, I mean, I want to. I might just not talk about it at all. Maybe that's my best route. I don't know. Cat, uh, I, I know you enjoy these type of movies. <laughs> yeah. Amber, what do you think about stuff like the mean one? I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> God damn it. Blood and honey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that Peter Pan one's going to hurt me inside. I'm telling you that. Dude. <laughs> oh, dude. It might hurt you inside, but in the long run, it'll probably throw you for a good watch. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm even going to watch. I, I can't sit and watch this shit. I can't do it. Yeah, like, you can. <laughs> no, I can't. I can be forced to via uh, Patreon. Unfortunately, Patreon. Or, or you guys, like you and Rob, team up on me sometimes. Uh, yeah, but you know what, Mikey? It's not so much if it's a good or bad, but it's the experience that you have. You get to say, "Yeah, I watched it." What the hell am I going to say? I'm going to tell my grandkids one day I watched the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> yeah, you could be like, "Hey, you know you're Winnie the Pooh? That's some bitch up the girl's house." Yeah. Here's a question. Would you rather watch uh, Mean One or Santa Jaws? Mean One. Both. <laughs> I'd rather watch Mean One. That's just because uh, our boy David Howard Thornton's in it. That's the only reason. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> last thing I had to mention, Scream 6. There's a picture that came out. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. If you haven't, just like look on Twitter or Google it. It's everywhere. Uh, there's a picture of Ghostface holding a shotgun. What do we think of that? Did you guys see it? I think it's very funny. 
Uh, mostly, mostly because of Rob's whole argument uh -huh. that Ghostface doesn't use a gun in costume. Uh huh. Uh huh. Amber. I I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about it. The first thing that I went to is okay. They're going to shoot a victim in a store. So, depending on the route that they take with it, that way, it not only can be aired on the internet but everywhere. You know what I mean? News, all of it. No. Because it'll be on cam. But then it's like, do you really want to go that route? They could be faking us out, because there was that whole metal ghost face flamethrower thing. Yeah. Five cream. That. What do you think, Greg? Hey, Greg, what are you doing, Greg? <laughs> Ghostface got a gun. Okay. Is he actually firing it? We don't know. We don't know. So but but if but but if it is, what about it? But you you give Arthur <laughs> Clown so much crap for the gun. But what a Ghostface yes. got a gun? Yes, it is Happy the Shooting Mime, and yes, I do ah. give him a lot of shit for it. But but now Ghostface like undoubtedly in costume uses a gun. Will that change your views on Terrifier using it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? So you're because gonna hate Ghostface too? Uh, I mean, I'm excited for uh, Ghostface Takes Manhattan, so. Why are we gonna call it that? What yeah, it's Five Cream it? Part 2. No, it's not. <laughs> would you? Which one would you prefer? Scream 6. No, 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 no. Between those two options, which would you prefer? <laughs> Ghostface Takes Manhattan or Five Cream Part 2? Undoubtedly, Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Okay. Easily, what? by a lot. <laughs> Five Cream Part 2 is dumb, cat. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> no, it's not. I hate when you get in on Rob's shenanigans. God damn it. Well, what about Scream 5 2.0? Does that make it sound better? No, that makes it worse. Yeah, no, it I don't like not. that either. No, I don't like that one. No, not even the 2.0. Wow. Just Scream 6. I mean, I don't know. Kind of like Greg said, we don't know if he shoots the gun. We don't know how he uses the gun. Uh... I mean, look, we, the thing I did notice, everyone's talking about the gun. I noticed that they kind of, uh, they added a little dirt and dinge to the ghost face mask. I noticed that too. If anybody who's looking at can pull up the image, if you take a look around the edges, there's like some dirt. I don't know if they're trying to like Michael Myers this thing. Like they didn't, would they, you know, kind of burn the mask or whatever? I don't like that. If you look at the robe too, like close up at the robe, because I was like, is this a glare or what is it? Yeah. And uh, the robe looks like it has bullet holes in it. Like it's used. Like like he's been through something. Ghostface got fucked up. Yeah. We will see. We will see. That's all we can do. We'll see. Um, that's all I have for the news, guys. That was a good news session. Not bad. We had light news week, but we made the best of it. Cat. Yeah. Are you going to hurt my feelings? Um, yeah. Sorry. <sighs> okay. Uh, but it is, in fact, time for Gabagooly Mystery Corner. Son of a bitch. We have a special Christmas submission. <laughs> what? Already? <laughs> Already. It's the first week of... It's not even... When this comes out, it's not even December yet. <laughs> I know. Damn it. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to send this to Amber, too. You know, yeah. And in my defense, in my family, uh, it's okay to start celebrating Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. we're we're officially in the clear. <laughs> also, I got this one today, and I just couldn't wait. 
I'm sorry Rob's not here. This is gonna be another thing we have to go over. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, you know what? Uh, in all in all fairness, I did the best I could, and I'm gonna send this to Greg on Twitter. Okay. And I did the best I could to not look. Okay. So I would like Amber if you could. Are you able to retrieve this from Greg? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I usually wait for Rob's reaction. I'm gonna wait for Amber's. <laughs> oh shit! Almighty Jesus! I don't know why I have to be put through this every week, Cat. Uh, it's what the listeners want. The listeners keep sending in. God damn it! Entries, and we have a new listener participating. What? I believe. I think this was a first. The, the person who did this one? Yeah. So it, it jumped the line then. Again. Yeah, it did. Motherfucker. Listen. I just oh. got this one today. Okay. Whoever did this one, stop <laughs> it. Don't get involved. Why you get involved? All these weeks you decide now to get involved. Like what did it? I don't understand. They found the perfect image to send to me. I tell you what, he's got balls. Alright. Here we go. My my wife made special Italian Christmas spaghetti ornaments. Fairly cheap. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they put spaghetti in a fucking... Why would they waste spaghetti like that? What the fuck is this even? They're sealed with epoxy. They won't smell. Alright, everybody listen to this. This is this might be the dumbest one out of all of them. They legit, they legit made spaghetti and put it in a Christmas bowl. They hang on a fucking tree. Five dollars each. Hey, that's a dalian. <laughs> trying to like, I can't wrap my head like. Gordo, could you imagine going into somebody's house and like the Christmas tree is a big deal to me? And you know, you guys are making fun of me for being Italian. In the Italian household, the, the Christmas tree means something, man. You're gonna just, just, just embarrass everything associated with it by putting hanging spaghetti from the tree. Okay. See, don't you like the segment? You got to teach us something about Italian culture and Christmas trees just now. We really trying to spin the swing cat. God damn it. <laughs> and now we know not to put spaghetti in ornaments. If you think about it, though, you could take some gabagool and make some oh. garland out of it. No, oh, no. We can do gabagool now, too. <sighs> Amber, I'm starting to think a couple of these were you. <laughs> These no. <laughs> you never know. Amber finally signed up for Twitter, and it was just to send me gabagool memes. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know if I said formally. This is uh, we call this the Gabagooly Mystery Corner, where uh, mm -hmm. our listeners anonymously submit these these Italian memes, making fun of me for being Italian. I, I, it's rude. It's mean. It's not right. Um, it's targeting, if we're being completely honest. And, you know, like, grow a pair of balls. Like, Rob, not for nothing, redneck Rob. <laughs> I give him a lot of shit, and it's deserved. But at the same time, at least he sends them to me. He's got the balls enough, the non-spaghetti balls enough, to send them to me. Like, these people are hanging behind you, cat. Yeah. They know that my um, journalistic integrity will save them. The good news is that now that you've seen this one, we're back down to only five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, like, I, 
I listened to the show back when I'm editing it. Like, my response. Like, I couldn't believe that. The, I was hoping for, like, two, maybe three. That's so mad. It was double. You, I had just asked how many were left a few weeks before. It was the same number. Like, how is that possible? Oh, man. Yeah, that's true, though. Like, anybody. Not that I'm encouraging it. But anybody who, you know, is thinking about submitting to this crap. Uh, she doesn't tell me. She won't tell me. Like it's not. It's not shtick. We're not bullshit. Like I wish it was. She. She won't fucking tell me who it is. No. Yeah. Well. Um. <sighs> it's not funny. Enough is enough. It's a little bit funny. God damn. And Greg. Greg was like one of the one of the leads for this thing. I'm just saying. Allegedly. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, yo, I'm just saying. <sighs> you know, you know what? You know what? All right. <sighs> if I knew where my phone was, I'd, I'd actually take a picture. I am. I actually have on a plate in front of me right now a quarter of a ball of Butzadel. So I might be living up to it a little bit, but you know, fuck me. <sighs> All right, that's the end of this. We're gonna take a quick break, everybody, and we will be right back with Amber's pick. Hellraiser 2022. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see the shit I deal with, Amber, for no reason at all. Look who I live with, Mikey. <laughs> Amber wins. <laughs> Amber wins. <laughs> Why do you think I was proud of, of second place with yeah. Rob that one time? I was just like, oh, God, somebody realizes? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's just, oh, bitch. Okay, Amber, you, you, you keep us in line around here. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like, we we've done th- uh, off the top of my head. It's gonna be rough. Cat, correct me if I'm wrong. We've done three 2022 movies this year. Four. X Texas, uh, the Bulgarian Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, this and and Barbarian, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And two of those. So now we've done four. Fifty percent of those, Amber, you made us do. Oh really? Yeah, you keep us current. We try not to talk current movies because, you know, people, if they haven't seen it yet, whatever. But I feel like enough time has passed and it's a big enough title. Kind of like Barbarian. It's like, if you haven't seen it yet, what do you want us to do? You know? Anyway. We're here for Hellraiser 2022. Yes. This is a big title. Hellraiser's huge deal. Kat, you have been... Hellraiser to the moon. You're known for it yeah. on the show. I, uh, I don't really know how that happened. Um, I don't know either. I, th- did the tournament I, do it? I think the tournament did it because I was all in on Pinhead. I The thing about Hellraiser is I really love the movie. I'm in it for the book. Uh, so I think it's very funny that I've ended up being the champion of Hellraiser on this <laughs> show because I can't even keep the movies straight, to be honest. All right, that's fair. It, it, it's a, and that's always like, look, I I love Hellraiser. <laughs> Pinhead is like super underrated to me, and you know, like I, 
it's a hard franchise to defend, you know? Like it just that is as a franchise, it's not good. No, like you can make a and but that's the thing. It's fun. Oh, absolutely. The cases you can make though are strong. There's just so yeah. many could be made against it. But here we are in 2022. Uh what do you think of this uh this reimagining of and recreation of Pinhead? So uh this is not my favorite pinhead. Um oh. but I and I was a little bit disappointed because when I they first announced the pinhead casting, I really thought that they were going to go more gender fluid, uh more androgynous, which is very much I and again, uh my whole pinhead hellraiser obsession came with the fact that I I am a huge fan of Clive Barker. I'm a huge fan of the Hellbound Heart, the novella that Hellraiser was based off of. And so when I saw that they had cast a woman to play Pinhead, I thought that we were getting back into the roots of what the Cenobites are, which are the genderless sort of otherworldly creatures uh, that we have a tough time as humans perceiving. Uh, I I think they kind of did that a little bit. Um, Pinhead in this one is a lot more androgynous than in the original movie, uh, but they didn't really get into, I I guess I just got my hopes up a little bit too high that we were going to follow more of the plot points from the book, uh, that we were going to get into the Cenobites and that kind of otherworldly perception a little bit more. Uh, we didn't really, uh, which was sad. Um, that being said, uh, so it wasn't what I wanted from the movie. I think they did a really good job. I think they created something unique. Uh, they created something that fits in to more modern themes uh, while still paying homage to, you know, the themes from the original Barker film uh, from the book. Uh, I liked the designs well enough. They do look much better in motion than they did in stills, which was a concern that I had. Yes. Um, <laughs> that That was a little bit scary seeing like the photo set releases and stuff. But I think they did a really wonderful job. I think the performances were all fantastic. Um, and I, I really like the, um, I like that I, I w will admit that it bothered me that they had a magical workaround where you could just sort of blood sacrifice to skip through phases of the configuration. But that being said, they do treat the configuration as a puzzle box, yeah. uh, which has been my biggest problem. Cause in the book, that's like one of the big things it's like you have to study to know what the pieces are and how to move As them it and it, you have to be like a very intelligent person to yeah. solve the puzzle of you know like markin's box and all of the movies so far have been like it's like a rubik's cube you turn it once and you're done and it's like wait what that's not how rubik's cube if are. even it's just sometimes you just touch <laughs> like, it and it opens up yeah <laughs> so i i think that this one it the blood sacrifice skipping stages thing, it irritated me a little bit, but they made an honest to God attempt yeah. to make this a puzzle box. And I, for that reason, I love this. <laughs> okay. They tried. Okay. Um, I'm going to be, because we're going to get into, you know, all this stuff. Uh, spoiler filled, by the way. Anybody listening? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's how we get down. It's, you know, it's hard to, we're not going to sit here and try and discuss stuff without giving stuff up. I've been meaning to watch this. I'm glad Amber had us had. That's kind of why I wanted to push this up. Plus, we love having Amber on. But also, like, I've been looking for an excuse to watch this. 
I, I, I think, I think it was really good. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, it's, it, I think it did things. See, now when I get into remakes and stuff and everybody knows how fucking weird I am with, when it comes to changing shit and I don't like it, this is, this is probably the best way to do it. And I'm not going to deem it the best, but off the top of my head, it's up there and it could be the best remake uh conceptually to where like because pinhead and and in himself and even even the films but even just the character too it's always had that elegance to it and that that higher brow and that little bit extra sophistication and 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 just that that kind of vibe to it and i think they took that and magnified it here while not losing entirely the the gore and the blood and uh, i think they mixed that in well cat you said that the you mentioned the cinnabites that was obviously a mm-hmm. you know any hellraiser movie that's a big deal I, I think they did a really good job there were a couple of them i thought they looked really ridiculous uh the one with the skin over the head that looked like a hat and the fucking it's god damn it uh but other than that one I, the rest of they were phenomenal um uh, they also caught one in a door, which looked a little bit silly. Yeah, that looked like some Resident Evil shit. Um. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not mad at any of it. it. Had its problems here and there, and um, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this, and we get it point by point. But before that, Amber, what made you want to talk about this one so bad? I'm I'm not a Clive Barker fan really and i'm not really a hellraiser fan but i appreciate the og and this one like you said there was a lot of of kind of elegance in it i love the storyline the only thing that that i wish they they would have done was take the high priest aka pinhead Mm -hmm. and in, instead of having all the like fleshy, you know, muscles and all that showing, I would have loved to have her in like this amazing like suit that just was like a second skin on her. I just wish they would have done a little bit better with the aesthetics for her. The rest of them, like you said, phenomenal. I thought the movie was really good. And like I said, not being a, a huge Hellraiser fan, that's something. Because it just, it was good. Yeah. And we don't get good Hellraiser movies often, unfortunately. But let, let's start there, I guess. Because, you know, it was a big deal. Female pinhead, like, you know, everybody fucking lost their minds over it. Um I want to start. I want to start there because Amber brought up a really good point, and it, it kind of bothered me throughout. Uh, I got over the fact that it wasn't going to be Doug Bradley, and I yeah. think that's very yeah. important here for um, older fans. Well, more uh, original, I guess, fans uh, like myself, where I don't want to let go of that stuff. It's not going to be Doug Bradley. It's going to be something different. Why not go a little further outside of what we know and what what Pinhead has always been? And um, I wasn't mad about the female thing on at all. Um, I think people who were stuck on that need to like, come on, man. Like, there's, there's so many more egregious <laughs> things that movies have done. 
Like Jackie Earl Haley for Freddy Krueger for crying out loud. Um, oh, let's not go there, bub. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I, I that didn't bother me. I there were things about it I didn't like. I think Kat, you had mentioned like the there's more circular points to to her pins. I wasn't crazy about that. But kind of like yeah. Amber said, she kind of was dressed like the other Cenobites. Yeah. And I think that was always what, you know, the uh, the Cenobites from the originals, they had the black leather on like Pinhead, but Pinhead's was so much more fucking cool, man. You know, like he stood out. And I yeah. think that's all that the character was missing. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Okay. I, I also, I, there was something, again, this one's different. It's hard to be mad at it. I, I think they had an almost more, I don't want to say steampunk, but they had like a very... <laughs> Um, like clockwork inspired design for these Cenobites, yeah. um, which I think makes sense with the way that the puzzle box was presented. Um, I I, I think having kind of that updated look for them was fine for the movie. I think it worked in really well. I did kind of miss, in a weird way, the fetish gear yeah. for the Cenobites. Yeah. Um, and I knew this one was gonna be different, but it, you know, that just seemed like such an integral part. I, I, and it's strong costume design because it dealt with a lot of the same themes as the movie, you know. Yeah. Um, and I I missed it. I I thought I was gonna be past it. I think I actually missed it more on the rewatch than I did watching through the first time. <laughs> yeah, I can see that because, like I said, it bothered the hell out of me with Pinhead because I was just like, damn man, she's not standing out. But yeah, I mean, it was. I, I miss the original designs too, which is weird because weird stuff like that usually I won't like. I'm, I'm not gonna miss BDSM <laughs> gear on a weird creature, but you know we just know him as that so well. And you had Chatterbox, and he was doing his thing. It was like you know they had some of those aspects that we remembered, but kind of like you said, it was more uniformed with the movie, which is why I, I get what they were doing and I didn't mind it at all. It's not that I minded it, like I said. What? I I just I guess because of of you know the original pinhead he just had this beauty about him so to speak i know it sounds mm -hmm. weird but yeah. he just he he had this quality that that kind of attracted you to him and that's what i was really hoping with this one because she's a beautiful actress yeah she really and truly is you know uh i'm not taking nothing away from jamie elliott at all I just wish they would have done her this dark beauty. You know, that I thought that too. And I, I have a feeling Kat's going to agree with us as well. I think they should have le leaned into her being a female more. And Kat, I know you, you, told, you taught me that in the book they was genderless and all that. So maybe that's yeah. why they didn't go too far. But I think had they, it, the design of the character would have been better. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the way that I think of it, because anytime anybody says Hellraiser, the first thing that you really think of is Pinhead. Yeah. And there's a reason for that, because he's just iconic in his own right. Yeah. They had a, they had the design. But he was that perfect shade of white. Yep. You know, the pins look perfect. Doug Bradley, handsome man, you know, like the facial features. It, it just yeah. all worked together so well. and. No, I just thought they should have leaned into, and I don't by that I don't mean like you know they should have made fuck like a slutty pinhead or nothing. You no, know, no, but, no. But just lean into the feminine features of her face, maybe a little whiter, 
so you can see, you know, like cheekbones and all that stuff a little better. I don't know. Yeah. And even, you know, kind of because it would be androgynous, I guess, so to speak, androgynous, uh, if they kind of silhouetted her body as feminine, more feminine as well. You know? Yeah. Just give her that that dark beauty with a silhouette, so to speak. Yeah. I'm there for it. What'd you guys think of the, the configuration box? Uh this is my favorite box. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Which I think is one of the reasons why it does frustrate me that they didn't have to use it more. Do you mean appearance cat or everything? F- functionality, I agree. Appearance too? Functionality. Okay. Fair. Um appearance, I think it's it, again, it's hard for me to let go of the <laughs> of the original yeah, movie. Yeah. I, I especially because I have um the lament configuration like sitting on my desk right now. Um, it's hard for me to let go of that one. That's still the one that I I see is from you know the original Hellraiser movie. That being said, I think this one had moments where it outshone that one. I don't think it was consistently better. Um, I like the I, I think it's one of those things again in functionality. Because it did have different configurations, which I think was really important to the lore that this movie was trying to tell. I think some of those configurations looked silly, but I think that it's like any puzzle that's partially solved. I imagine some stages are not going to look as visually appealing. Like, I, it's hard to knock it for that, but I will say it, it looked a lot better in some of its stages than in other stages. Which I guess is, I, I don't know, it's... <laughs> That's what a puzzle po- box should do. Yeah. So I, but there was something like even, and you know, it's easy to do this when you don't have to actually make a puzzle box that can be solved. But the original lament configuration always looked cool. Like it had yeah. two basic stages that it was in, and they both looked badass. And it's like it is that's that's difficult to beat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the movie pretty much starts with it and you get a good look at it and uh it looks cool it looks updated it looks uh smoother a little sleeker maybe um definitely a fan of the original design uh better yeah but then you get that camera angle and it's long and you're like what the fuck they do to it (laughs) it's like no they did not do this to the thing and then you see it takes different shapes and forms and uh I thought that was cool because kind of like you said, Kat, like I, I noticed that early too. I was like, wow, they actually made the fucking thing work. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. You know, like Rob always gave it shit. It's like you kind of just touch it or look at it the wrong way. It starts doing shit. Uh, this had a purpose. It had a function. It uh, had a hook. Yeah. Which I thought was, uh, that grew on me. I, I was glad that there was a hook by the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it it actually worked, and they. T- I mean, and that's I always that always. I think we talked about this when we did Hellraiser, maybe at some point or another. It's such a fucking cool box. Like everybody yeah. loves this the the lament, the lament configuration box. Why would you not do more with it? And finally, somebody did. So, uh, Amber, what, did you you on par with us? What did you think of the box? I thought it was good. <clears throat> The only thing that I really didn't care for is like what Kat was talking about is the the shape that it would turn itself into because I just 
the original box just has that that pizzazz with it you know it it i don't know i liked it better okay yeah <laughs> some of some of the shapes it took i was like what the fuck are you like, it looks yeah. like it looked like a little mini r2d2 or something i was like what the hell is it doing uh i wasn't mad at it, it look it was kind of cool that it did that i don't know i also one of my favorite things and it's kind of fallen out of fashion in horror movies um like the trope has kind of killed itself but one of my favorite things in horror movies is when there are like the mad scram like the the writings of a madman or someone like about to figure something out i for a long time in horror movies, you would always stumble across, like, the journal of someone that had been on the case before, you know? And yeah. there was always, like, I it gave me a weird sort of nostalgia to see the sketches of the different configurations. Like, I had not realized how much I missed that in movies. And then Hellraiser gave me that little cheat sheet, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. when this used to be a thing. <laughs> Kind of like the diary of that girl that was in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. What? Also, Cabin in the Woods, we don't talk about the puzzle box from that because uh, (laughs) Fornicus was not the chosen enemy. But first of all, Fornicus is a great name. And second of all, (laughs) the spherical lament configuration, amazing. Oh my God, that was awesome. I want one. But it's such a great movie, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, go down this road, huh? Yeah, go down this road. Or like uh another one, the um the journals in seven. Yes. Just the like stacks and stacks of notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something very satisfying about like the paper prop uh yeah. props that have has kind of we don't see as much of those anymore. No. You put so much detail into them. You know, yeah. like that's what made them cool. Yeah, the, the lament configuration is no different. Like you just, if you, if nobody's seen the Hellraiser movie, if you put that box in front of somebody, ten out of ten people are gonna go, "What the fuck is that? What does it do?" <laughs> and they're gonna start touching it. You can't help it. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, but okay, it's something that was really powerful. It kind of goes into what, what I was saying earlier. Again, skeptical going into this movie, just like any remake, I am. Well, this better be good. And man, it had the scene with the box and the dude touched it and, you know, the whole thing. And uh, the chains came out. They did a great. They didn't show you Pinhead or any Cinnabite right out of the gate. I liked that. Uh, They made you wait for it. But they the dude is in this like they're in suits and uh, they're in this palace looking like you don't even know what it is. Very elegant looking fucking place and all that. And he's praying and. And and you just hear in the background the chains and the screaming. This what like that felt like a 2022 Hellraiser movie, and that's yeah. what got got me into it. I sat like that moment right there. I said, "Holy shit, these guys knows what they know what the fuck they're doing." Yeah, and that set the tone for me. Uh, the chains also probably were used better than in any other movie. I think so. Agreed. Yeah. They seemed a little vicious. They seemed a little, um, maybe graphics had had something to do with it. Effects. I think also because we talked about the hook and the configuration, but it felt like the chains and the hooks, like it felt more connected. You know. Yeah. 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 They felt very fluid. Definitely. Yeah, and and they've always come off as so weak, which is why, like, <laughs> I had walked back slightly. 
<laughs> my stance on the the original murder madness with the dreaded Jason Voorhees versus Pinhead thing. Uh, I walked it back slightly after rewatching some of the Hellraisers, and you know those chains aren't quite as lethal as you would think. They were more like those S and M chains than they yeah. were like these type of chains. Yeah, yeah, these look like they will fuck you up. Yeah, this was like this was the better execution of the impression I always felt the old chains were trying to give me. <laughs> yeah, that's what they wanted to do, and they couldn't quite do it. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? At the end of that, why I walked it back slightly is because you know I gotta go with what I see. And what they did and mm-hmm. uh but you know either way i think chains ripping flesh in a, a zombified jet we're not going down that road but the, <laughs> the point is that kind of like you said Kat, i think this is what they envisioned all along and just couldn't achieve well you know everything's changed now from the og so you know this time they got it right you know yeah. how many times you you get you put your expectations into a movie like, uh, say, TCM twenty twenty two, and it turns out to be nothing but shit. Mm-hmm. The best movie of the year. It. it, <laughs> it <laughs> I thought you were asleep. No, but TCM twenty twenty two is the best horror movie of the year. He wakes up with bullshit, man. What the hell? I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Yeah. Oh God, that was the world. That that's the worst movie of 2022. It is tied with Terrifier. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, oh. Okay, Amber, here we go. Right here, right now. Terrifier oh, two or Texas Chainsaw 2022? Which is worse? Come on. Uh, are you fucking kidding me come, with this shit? Like, come on, Amber. Come on. Come on. Uh, Oh dear God! I have the right <laughs> to remain silent. You're really you. It, it's you can't. Damn, that's heartbreaking. I'm sorry. You put it that way. They're dead tied to you, huh? Dead tied to me. Yes. Some bitch. Yes. Wow. Yes. I tell you what. The the some of the new movies that I have watched, I have really and truly enjoyed and one of them is just like off the wall and it's Gatlup. Watch it. Okay. I haven't seen it. I'll give it a go. It I think you'll enjoy it. But when it comes to both of them movies, no. Just no. Not for me. <sighs> We're not going down the terrifier road. No. Not gonna do it again. No. Um, because the bear is awake. Oh yeah, no, we 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 definitely don't need. Yeah, you yeah. Texas Chainsaw perked right up. <laughs> mm. uh, They're both better than my best friend's Exorcism. Is that? That bad? was such a cute movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was so ridiculously stupid. It was cute. Nope. <laughs> well, Cat's no, a no. fan of the book, Amber. So I don't know if you were. So I can see, like, if. <laughs> If I'm a fan of something originally and it and they do it dirty, I guess I don't I didn't see it yet. So that's my assumption. Uh, that's well, big... I didn't even know about the books. I just know that he came across the movie and we both kind of looked at each other and smiled. And I just I giggled <laughs> my ass off at it. 
that sounds like some Greg shit before a movie that's bad. <laughs> he comes out saying it's good because he gets that Greg smile. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Downside time. This thing felt long in a couple spots. Oh yeah, it was yeah. longer than and, and it, again, the book. It's the book is so clean. Like it's very elegant. It's very mm-hmm. and that keeps coming up. Um, which yeah, it's a parallel that I appreciate because the movie had a lot of very elegant design, yeah. which I felt really captured the tone of the book. It's one of the most lyrically written, beautiful books I've ever read in my entire life. I, I felt the movie really got that across. Yes. But it is like a hundred pages long. It's like barely over a hundred pages. It's a short little book. This movie felt long. Like, yeah. very, very long. There was a lot of extra stuff. And even the stuff that I don't think necessarily was extra was very drawn out. Like, it was, yeah. it was, it had moments where it drew on a bit. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the rewatch. Well, on the original for me, I was like, like, because, like, that's perfect, Cat. Like, they did think, like, everything I feel needed to be in the movie. But we didn't need to spend as much time on it. Like we, right. didn't, we didn't need to, like the whole, oh, we have to see, get to the bottom of the, how do you get to the bottom of something like this? You know, like, so like, where would you even begin to start? So the whole search, I know they had to get to the house somehow. I don't know how the hell you do it, but we didn't need a whole search uh, and, and internet Google session on this. It's like, like, where would you even begin? You know, like, I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know how you would get there, but I feel like there's a lot. When I I'll I'll say a lot that you could have taken things out entirely. You could yeah. have taken stuff out entirely, but there was a lot better ways you could have got there. I feel. Yeah. That there could have been shortcuts. Yeah, I seen uh, uh what I forget the other part. Damn, I had them written down specifically. I thought I didn't label them, but. I just kind of bitched about the time. <laughs> like I, I had checked, and I was just there. There was one moment where I was like, "Damn, man, still got this long to go." But man, when this thing, I'll tell you, my favorite scene of the whole movie is that van. Just everything to do yeah. with them getting in that van, and when that's when that scene began and when it ended, the movie took off. I was like, holy shit, here we go. And but you know what? At the same time, I don't want to sh- like make it like it's the the when you say boring, it's a it's a really fucked up thing to call a movie. I, I thought it was good, like there was story there. And they didn't really uh, they did a good job of keeping you invested for the most part. And uh, you know, for a Hellraiser movie like that, that's important, man. Like, cause this the story is what was so great about the original. You know, like there wasn't a lot of pinhead in it. There was barely any pinhead in it. The Cenobites came and went very quickly. It was story. It was characters. And they, they got that here. I think they just went a little too far with the, with the story here in a couple spots. It's something that I worry about in movies in general because we're getting more and more indulgent with our runtimes. And so I. It's weird to complain about because there are movies that I feel justify the runtimes. There are movies I feel we need just exorbitantly long runtimes because that's part of the experience. You know, there yeah. are like three hour movies I wouldn't cut down. But as a general trend, it's like I feel like sometimes there are directors 
that have forgotten that we can have these deep character moments without adding that much runtime to movies. Like, I feel very soon, in like a generation, this is going to be a forgotten art. I, I'm really worried we're going to lose the 90-minute movie altogether. Yeah. Uh, not that this needed to be a 90-minute movie, but, like, we could have taken some of those elements. Even when you look at the original Hellraiser, it's like, I felt something for Julia and Kirsty and, you know, and it's like, I, I wonder... I feel like they could have done more of that here. Yeah. At risk of getting Greg started uh, and pissing Amber off, but not for nothing. Like, Terrifier was a long movie. Terrifier 2, that was a long movie. And uh, I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but it's a good example. It, even if, like, Perfect Cat, like, it doesn't need to be a 90-minute movie. We're not saying that. But if you take five minutes out, even sometimes ten minutes, just here and there, if you can get from one interesting scene to another, which is what I think Terrifier 2 did really well, it, it didn't drag anywhere. Like, there were spots where it would move where it needed to to keep you invested, and it won't feel as long. You know, I think that that would have been the key here. Like, you, you can't really take out a chunk of anything, but you could have taken out, you know, five minutes here, ten minutes there. and You know, you still had a decent time, but... God, these movies are just getting too fucking long. I feel like Marvel started it. Oh, Marvel absolutely started it. Yeah, they people seen people will sit there for a fucking three hour movie. Let's do it every time. It's like we're gonna have a four hour movie soon. Like it's too. They're gonna have to just film movies in parts, and it's like it's not even like you know typical movies. There's a part one, there's a part two. They're gonna film a whole movie and release it separately because they're too fucking long, man. I don't know. Pet peeve of mine. I always bitch. No, I, I I can get behind you on that because like a lot of times with the movies today, they they extended it. They extend them to give you a little bit more of a storyline for certain characters. But some of them certain characters that they they pick, the pacing is is off. Get it done. Get it out there and and go. That's my big thing is pacing. If it's too much of a slow burn and it doesn't have a good payoff, I can't. I just, I I can't. I can't keep investing in it. If I'm not getting any type of payoff with something by the first 20 minutes, I, I I can't do it. I try, but I can't. I'll come back at it in pieces because the pacing is just that bad. Yeah. And this one had a full-blown sex scene a couple minutes in. <laughs> they they start they started off hot and then and, and you know and like I don't feel like because uh, Hellraiser's always been I've always looked at at it I've always called it like a love story is yeah. a very good way of describing the original Hellraiser and so they didn't really have too much quote fucking like there's been sex here and there but I'm talking 
fucking, you know, and like yeah. they had that in here, which I thought was kind of cool because, you know, it's, 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 it's a Hellraiser movie in 2022. So I feel like the sex scene is not, because we're looking at that now at like horror tropes, like, you know, put it in there, no big deal. And, um, they gave it to you right out of the rip, which was a shocker. Okay. Like you go from blood and guts and chains and all this stuff, and then it's just the boom, immediate. And yeah, it, it I, I thought it was funny that they did that. I said, "Holy shit!" And they hit you with the um, his "I love you" thing, which was I thought hysterical. I was like, "Holy shit!" And uh, they they just everything they did, they did well. You know? Yeah, because I mean, she even had this great awkwardness. Yeah. Whenever they were, they came out of the bedroom and everybody's heard them fucking, you know, <laughs> that was funny as shit. The another point I, uh, that kind of goes into that is I thought the um the the actors here did a phenomenal job and these characters felt real. Yes, it did. Uh, I think that the characters were I, the performances were all really good. I think it was one thing that they maybe spent a little bit too much time on. I feel like maybe they didn't trust us to get some of the dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the upside of that is that they did feel really real. You know, yeah. it felt like they had spent a lot of time and, and they knew like who their characters were and how they interacted with the other characters. Like it felt like we were stepping into a real situation, um, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, they just there wasn't, and that's rare. Like I think I think Scream did it pretty well this year, but I, Hellraiser, I think. <sighs> when it comes to a realness, I think Hellraiser got it right because it does make you feel like this could really happen. Like this brother and sister could really get into an argument over, you know, things she's gone through. Yeah. It it gave you a relatability <laughs> with it. Absolutely. It and they're screaming at each other. Like it just everything they did felt real. Yeah. Like they just did such a great job. Like her passing out on that little spinny thing in the in the park. Like just little stuff little stuff like that stuck out in my mind. And that's yeah. rare where, you know, because you anybody can not anybody, but, you know, you, you're in these movies, you're you're an actor and you're getting thrown in these roles. Obviously, you're skilled and you know what you're doing. So, you know, any of these guys can throw together a, a good visual performance. But like they just I don't know, man, There's something about how they lingered, like when she was being questioned uh, after the brother went missing. And she's like, I don't remember. And she's just you could tell that shyness of it because she knows her situation. They just did such a good job in this, man. They did. They really and truly did. Absolutely. OG Hell, uh, where the hell was I going with this note? Oh, okay. The the whole underlying thing uh, of this movie is something that we discussed, Kat, when we did the original Hellraiser. Yeah. The other aspect, because everybody thinks about Hellraiser, you think about hell and torture and demons and pain and all this stuff. But we brought up that it would be nice for the other aspects of yeah. what that box can give you be explored, and they did it here. They did. I I could have stood for them to do it a little bit more. Yes. But uh, I do feel that this one really touched on that and the appeal of wanting to solve the lament configuration, like yeah. in, in a way that none of the other movies 
have really dared to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and, and it, it came Other first. than just Frank's a freak. I guess the first <laughs> one got into it a bit. They were just like, look at Frank, little freaky boy. <laughs> yeah. They... But I like this one, it was like, you know, here are tangible things that Cenobites can offer you if you play their game. And, you know, I I really that it added something to the experience. Absolutely. It kind of gave a more depth to the box, so to speak. Yeah. Great lore, like great world building yeah. for the box. Yeah, they they gave it a it, it was it was more real. Because like, you know, the the whole thing with 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 unlocking these chambers of hell on her and all this stuff it's, it's like the whole story behind the box and everything where it came from. I mean, they 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 had it in the chanting, I don't know what to call it, that little candle lit scene in the original movie. Uh, where they're explaining everything with it. I mean, it, it's laid out right there, and they never really quite went into it. And the the it's just glaring. It's like, well, damn man, what else would they do? Yeah. And you know, they, and I always forget characters' names. The the main character, the girl at the end, she she kind of beat them at their own game. You know, resurrection was there, and which is everything they had there was great like i've never seen resurrection as an option on one of these things it's either like you know pleasure pain whatever uh and the dude got fucked over for what i forget what which one he uh he chose and you know like obviously everything's gonna have a twist like the negativity of it and you know none of it's really what it is that's another thing not to stray too much from this but uh they did such a great job of having the cenobites and mostly pinhead like they really just could not fathom that you wouldn't want to be dead and tortured for the rest of your being. <laughs> like, yeah, they made it sound so great. Then I was like, uh, "What'd she say? You want to live?" That actually reminds me of a quote. Um. Uh, I wish I had it here because I, you know, I'm gonna misquote it if I tried to do it from memory. Uh, but that was kind of a, it was kind of a point from the book also where like the Cenobites just could not fathom human existence, like without the desire for more. Yeah. It was kind of like a blind spot for them. Where it was just like, they they thought that we were all kind of pathetic, <laughs> but yeah. they assumed that we knew that we were pathetic. Because <laughs> like... <laughs> it's that glaring that like, that's, that's their reality. Yeah, yeah. They had they they had a lot of quotable stuff, and at at the end, honestly, I they they hooked me, and I just wanted to see where the hell the thing was going. I didn't take the notes I should have, to be honest. But uh, they had a couple of stuff in there where they they said, and I was like, damn, that's some real shit right there. And uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was sitting there like they almost got me. Like, why is she not wanting to be tortured for the rest of her life? Like, what, what's wrong with these people? Like, they made it sound so good. And when you think about, like, think about it from a, a Cenobite's aspect, you know, in their life and their world, and uh, you kind of seen uh, the dude with the fucking typewriter through his chest, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you seen him going through that, which was crazy. Like, because you now we seen Pinhead throughout the entire franchise and that like you just see him as that we flash back to him as a man but before in the originals but we've always seen pinhead as the being of 
he's pinhead already and the center bites are there already. We've seen this man going through that change and the pain and all the, the suffering you have to go through to become happy like that with the, like it, it's just a crazy concept to me to even sit and think about or am i just stoned no it's there's a lot going on there it's something that i always kind of it it was an aspect that the original movies i don't think touched on nearly as well as they could have where it's like you know that that draw of what another level of existence could be like where even even if you take all the weird sex stuff out of it or just, like, the ennui of human existence. Even taking, like, those two elements out of it, where it's just, like, you're being invited to learn how these other beings live eternally. You know, there's, yeah. like, that aspect of it that's just, like, you. we can't even imagine what that would be like, and then you have this opportunity to imagine it. And it's, like, I think that draw is really scary in the original Hellraiser, but they don't really touch on it very much. And this one not only does it touch on that, but it gives you... The fact that she didn't want to do Resurrection mm -hmm. was, like, after they had built it up to be, like, her motivation was very surprising from a narrative standpoint. But also, like, there was that, there was the power thing, but then there were five other things. And it's like, yeah. you know, I, the curiosity would haunt me for the rest of my life. And I think the fact that, because she wins the game, but the Cenobite, uh, like, Penhead gets that last jab in. Where it's like you've chosen a life of regret, you've chosen the lament configuration. I that would haunt me. Like I that would eat me up the rest of my life, not knowing yeah. like what would have happened if I had chosen something, you know? And I, I think that I I think that very human regret makes this a much scarier box. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, because uh uh her her brother's boyfriend, again, forget everybody's fucking name. Uh, he asked her at the end, we, we made the right decision, right? And she just kind of sat there. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't know. Because, like, you could, she's, I, I think she made the right decision. Uh, but you kind of, like, you could see the twist on everything else. And yeah. you would think Resurrection's probably the safest of bets. You know, seeing how these motherfuckers roll. <laughs> but even that, like, you gotta think, like, it can't be. Right? Like, and then, resurrection's a scary one because what if you're not the one that pays the price like what if he's tormented forever because you resurrected him yeah what if that's not your decision to make though you know you don't know I, or what yeah. if he comes back like you know like they did with pet cemetery that, you see how yep. they came back exactly you don't know you what know? resurrection they, they didn't promise you you're getting them how you left them you know like no. they're, they're just telling you you're getting them and who knows what resurrection even is? What the fuck? Like, who's getting resurrected? Do you get to choose who's resurrected? Like, you don't know what they're going to do to you. So, Amber, when when that, like, were you, sh I was shy. I actually said out loud, I'm like, why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I thought of it, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best decision. Uh, Amber, were you shocked she didn't go for it? Or, or what did you think about all that? I wasn't shocked. I I was hoping that she wasn't going to go for it in okay. a roundabout way because, like, whenever they first started talking about it, I was like, okay, she really loves her brother. You know, I get it. You want your brother back. But then it's like, it, it, in the back of my head, being such a, a wide versatility of 
or everything, you know, pops up and like, don't take it because he's not going to be the same. That's not going to be your brother. No matter what you think, that's not going to be your brother. Mm-hmm. So I was glad she went the way that she did. What they say, sometimes dad is better or something like yep. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, but I see stupid ass me. I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me. Like I'm like, oh, okay, where's the red? Because it sounds so like, how could you fuck it up? Like, is he's been coming back for life, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's it's the it's definitely the smartest route, you know. But I I didn't even think about it like that. She she was ahead of the game, and and that's hard too, because she was she said like I I, I I'm my brother's dead. Like she came to ter- to to come to terms with it is difficult enough yeah it's like you always got to hold on to that hope and she went through all that and lost all these people and you know like all these people i think pinhead even said something to her about it she's like all these people died because of you or whatever the fuck she like damn man she, she had to get over a lot and make a big girl decision and that was the i, I think that was the message in, in the in the whole thing it's like damn man this is their world. Like they're for real about this. There's no fucking way around it. They got rules to how shit works. And kind of like Kat said, they turned this into a game, which I never thought about doing Hellraiser mixed with Saw, but the fucking thing worked. I mean, they did a really good job, but it also shows, you know, a reality that you have to come to grips to shit. Get your yeah. shit together, you know? Okay, so you fucked up. Yeah, you you broke your six month sobriety. Uh, you know this, this, and this. Don't do a poor woe is me. Do what you got to do. And she did. You got to admit she did. At the end of the day, man, she made the decision. She had to make. She dragged a lot of fucking people down. But you know who knew? Yeah. And that's another thing. They had this this fucking guy who knew the whole damn time. That was a twist in the end too. Oh, yeah, because she had no clue that he already knew about it, and she, like, flipped out on him. I don't blame He deserved that. Yeah, he did. He definitely deserved it. He really did. Piece of shit. And he's telling her, like, oh, just drop it. It's like, dude, we're here because of you. Like, how dare you? (laughs) Like, really? Well, God, he wouldn't even touch it when they were in his apartment. She was like, here, touch it. And And he was like, no, I ain't touching that fucking thing. And she's like, you believe me. But he didn't get that. He was just more along the lines of, I'm getting rid of this. I don't you know? blame him, because the deal he made was with some dude with a typewriter in his fucking chest. <laughs> if I meet somebody with a typewriter <laughs> in their chest, I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want to touch it. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Um, uh, that was another aspect, the, the typewriter, um, that I really appreciated they didn't really get into it very deep in this, but I think it was a loving homage to the book, uh, because that was, uh, Pinhead's name in the book is actually the engineer. Uh, they don't really get into titles as much in the book, but his, their job essentially is to create instruments of torture for mortals that have opened the box. And, uh, I I think that having like actual devices that lingered on while the Cenobites weren't there, uh, it was it was like a nice little I don't want to call it an Easter egg, but it was yeah. it was a nice nod to the source material. So I didn't know that. Yeah. 
That's awesome. They had a couple of things. Um, oh, what was the fucking pan- uh, We have such things to show you. Like that was crazy. Yeah, get it. Uh, they <laughs> they respect. I I like I said this this was the best conceptual remake possibly of all time because they hit every tone. Like they they hit the tone of what Hellraiser. I, again, didn't read the book, but from what I'm gathering. They hit the tone of what Hellraiser was supposed to be better than the original. I say that only in tone. In tone, I think you're correct. Yes, in tone, concept, all that. Because the story, I it's it's so hard because the original, the first movie does such a great job adapting like that love story where Mm -hmm. you know the villain shifts and the love interest shifts and you know it it boils it down to just like these very like base cravings and i i think the narrative does that really well but stylistically i I, 2022 hit something that they struggled to get across in the and it's hard to blame because they made clive barker take a lot of stuff out of hellraiser <laughs> to, to market it yeah. to audience, so it's like I think, and I, it's something that I really appreciate about 2022 because I think with viewing audience, maybe not with Hulu backing it, but I think with viewing audiences today, it would have been very easy and I think very tempting for a director to come in today and be like, "We've done some weird shit." Someone's gonna make us let a really kinky Hellraiser movie, <laughs> and to just like full on adapt the book as written to do all the stuff that you know studios wouldn't let Clive Barker do back in the eighties. I think that was probably like a very tempting decision on the table, and I really respect that they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just great this overall great decisions made while making this um and keep in mind too guys they, they they very easily could have gotten carried away into a ridiculous gore fest oh yeah easily. they they could have very easily. and we've seen later <laughs> later uh members of this franchise do so you know yeah. i was like eh. <laughs> we didn't need another one of those uh yeah, so I did did I miss anything that you guys wanted to bring up or No, I think we covered this movie perfectly. I hope it gets slasher approved. Hmm. That is the question. Uh and we don't have Rob here to ruin it. <laughs> That's true. Always nice. Uh Kat, did you look up any uh ratings on this bad boy? Uh yeah, I do. I have a couple of ratings. Um they were surprising to me. Uh, I've been easily surprised by ratings <laughs> recently. I We've had some wild cards. This is no exception. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, the official tomato meter for this, is 66%. Ooh. Which is higher than the audience score of 59%. Wow. Uh, I feel like those are a little bit mean. I feel like that's a little bit low. A little rough. I, I... I feel like I feel like a lot of people aren't true fans of the original franchise that rated it like that, you know? It also uh it, it is in line with the IMDb score, which is, is an even six out of ten. So Damn. And yeah, looking through the reviews, 
Um, I had a tough time finding good reviews to talk about for this one, because uh, a lot of them were just very negative. Uh, for instance, uh, 2 out of 10. I did not expect this from David Bruckner. I love the ritual in the night house, and I was expecting something spectacular from this reboot. I didn't like this one at all. It annoyed and depressed me. Unlikable characters, cast, bland and irritating performance. Uh, slow pacing, poorly written dialogues and story. Overall, another disappointing Hellraiser installment. The trailer was great, but the film was outrageous. Even the Cenobites failed to display any kind of personality or intimidation. They all looked, especially Pinhead, very rubbery and dull. Ooh. Wow. Uh, and this was pretty indicative of most of the reviews that I read. There were a lot of ones. There were a lot of twos. I had to scroll Damn. through three pages before I found anything higher than a four. Um, huh. yeah, pretty rough. Damn, that that's not true. Like, what, what, are, they, <laughs> what are they talking about? I mean, so, look, some like I told you the 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 one with the that looked like it had the hat. Yeah, you guys know what I mean. That looks ridiculous. It didn't even look like skin. It looked like a plastic hat. It looked really really dumb. But everything else, I thought we talked about it. It was, it was good. Uh, the good review that I found only got to 7 out of 10, but bear with me. <laughs> um, a solid modernized reboot with many grotesque sights to show you. Personally, I never truly latched onto this particular franchise, but I always enjoyed the depravity and otherworldly aspects in the visuals. I didn't think the actual stories ever effectively matched the imagery. While this doesn't have the most captivating or unique story, it seemed more interesting to me and throws in a few more twists. What really stands out once again is the extremely intense and gruesome scenery. With technological advancements in CGI and practical effects, they're able to portray mo much more in the hellish atmosphere. Director Bruckner once again shows a sleek style in his shot composition that really sets a grim tone. Overall, a very solid reimagination that somewhat impressed me. That's fair. Which I'll take it after. Yeah. I, I Seriously, I spent a lot of time today reading just like people tearing into this film yeah but that's gonna happen with hellraiser though you know, and, yeah and, and i'm gonna be honest i feel like the problem is it, it's a very underrated franchise publicly horror fans love it but i'm talking general public not a lot of people see it. i feel like people think they're gonna watch a jason Voorhees movie because they just yeah. know pinhead they have no idea what the hell they are they haven't seen hellraiser and they sit down and yeah, it's 2022. It's a new movie out. And most people have Hulu. You know, I don't know, man. I, I just feel a lot of people don't know what they're getting into with Hellraiser. So if if this is gory and you have a problem with this, you've obviously <laughs> not watched the originals. No. no, no, and a lot of it too could be some people just don't want to accept a new pinhead. I th I think that's a lot of it because that that's what I read a lot about Hellraiser 2022 is a lot of people were just like underwhelmed with the pinhead and yeah. I don't know I still say it's good yeah uh, they obviously didn't watch the originals uh, I don't yeah. know <laughs> I don't know what the it, but then again these these kind of movies aren't for everybody. Mm -mm. No. Uh, I feel like Rob would give him a candy bar. If I would put a candy bar up my ass like he does, I'd give that person a candy The first one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amber, you think Greg will put a candy bar up his ass for somebody or no? Um, 
you know what? I don't put nothing past him. <laughs> but I, I'm 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 gonna leave that one alone. Fair. I don't blame you. He's a smart woman. Um. All right. So it's Portnoy time, then. I damn. Fucking Portnoy for this thing. All right. I'm gonna. Man. I'm gonna give this. And. And it's so hard to to really nail one down because it's my first watch and it was a long movie. It's a lot to take in. Big franchise remake here, which I feel like it it got a, a little. It it didn't get the attention it deserved because so many like how Halloween and fucking Terrifier blew up and all these things that were going on. Hellraiser got a little overlooked. Ah. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7.7. Nice. Okay. I'm I'm arguing in my head with a 7.6, but I I think I'm going to go with a 7.7. They did a lot of stuff well. The source material truly meant something to them, and by source material, I mean original movie, because I don't don't read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From what I hear, they stuck to the book as well. Uh, Yeah, man, they, they did a lot good. They did. It's not perfect. They did some bad. But I think uh, you have to grade it on a bit of a curve with it being a remake and them doing such a good job with it. Dumb boys have it. Pat, do you have a number ready? Um, yeah, I'm going to give it... I, I'm going... This is probably not going to surprise anyone. I'm a little bit higher on this. Um, I'm giving it an 8.1. Damn. It exceeded most of my expectations. Um, I don't think I liked it quite as much on the rewatch, but I don't think it's going to continually drop. Like, I think that we pretty much leveled out. Um, it did. I almost wish it had been an original film in some places. I think they did a good Ooh. job honoring the source material. So it's hard to be too mad, but it is. I feel like there were elements of the lore that did kind of keep them. Uh, boxed in uh pardon the pun yeah <laughs> but i yeah overall i'm i'm not mad at it i i think they did a good job i i think they worked around the constraints very creatively i think they added something to the franchise that it's been missing for a long time damn i didn't think even one time because i'm pretty I, i'll tell a, a movie to do something different in a heartbeat a remake and stuff. Said it with Rob Zombie. Said it with a bunch of different. Even Texas Chainsaw uh, from 2022. I said uh, benefit from being its own thing. I didn't think that once, Cat. That I, would be wow. There were moments like it. Overall, I'm glad that this was a Hellraiser film. Yes, I, I think it added something to the franchise. But there were just those moments where it's like, man, I, I think especially like when they went real deep into the configuration lore. Because that was all new, and it's like, there was just that teeny tiny part of my brain that was like, I kind of wish this had been the focus. And mm-hmm. I understand that they couldn't do that as a Hellraiser movie, because again, we want we need those characters. It's, it's yeah. about human nature. It's about humans. We needed that character story. But there is just part of me that wanted more of that box, and it's like, I man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's damn. That's food for thought. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and they did it so clean. If they did do their own thing, I, like they probably have based it loosely off of like they they, yeah. they obviously would have been good. They would. 
it's so hard to remake stuff because you're compared, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, awesome. Awesome. Amber. Yes. You got a big uh you're making a break in this thing here for approval. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm giving it a seven point five. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Why? Because I feel story wise it was really good. I I really loved being able to relate with a lot of things that it showed and I just think the acting was really really good and like I said I'm not a huge Hellraiser fan but I I really appreciate where they took this I wanted a little more with with the high priestess pinhead uh but it gave me what I needed and it satisfied me as a horror fan okay Okay. Not gonna lie, I didn't even take the acting into account uh, <laughs> <laughs> for my score, but I'm glad I went seven point seven instead of a yeah. That that's a that's a solid. We're all in the same neighborhood. Cat yeah. being a little higher as usual. <laughs> um, that we had that, it says slash radio approved at a seven point eight. Yay! Yeah. Uh, this might be this might. I'm I'm looking back now. Oh no, it's not. This is the first time. Uh, we're on episode two fifty nine, and this is the first time since episode two thirty five and two thirty six that we've had back to back approved movies. Oh wow! Nice. Damn. Oh guys, thank you for letting me be a part of that. Damn, yeah. That. And you know what? One of them, I believe, was a Greg pick. Return what? of the Living Dead. Oh. Oh, no. I thought you meant for the. <laughs> I thought you were talking about barbarian. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! no. I'm about to fight you. No, uh, yeah. No. Return of Living Dead. Yeah, Return of Living Dead and X. There you go. Oh, that's awesome! Look at that. Um, yeah, see, you, cat, you and Rob pick some shitty movies, is what that means. But no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, his house is slasher radio approved. I'll have you know. We had to do batting averages on here. That would be a fun episode. And oh, that would. Also, funny games would have been slasher radio approved yes, if Rob hadn't yeah. fucked it up. Yeah, Rob <laughs> did fuck that one up. That scene yeah. now to do a to do a, a batting a Portnoy batting average episode, we would have to take stuff like that into, into account where people fuck shit up. <laughs> and funny games would definitely have to get some like bonus points somewhere. Yeah, because wow. Yeah. Well, damn. Uh, oh, that would be fun. We could do a batting average for the three of us and for the patrons. For the patrons, yeah. You guys, they're going to be fucking low as shit. It's going to be like a, a power ranking situation where they're going to try and get that average as low as possible. I can feel it now. You know, we're also going to have to give like pity points to some of the patrons because, again, like Jinx always picks really great movies for us that we're just never watching. Yeah, that's true. Jinx does it. Um, uh, Jake. Jake does it also. And Nick as well. Yeah, he, uh, he, he came out of the gate with good picks. I asked uh, Rob to put in one of my picks for me, and he I don't think he ever did. That son of a bitch. Which one was it, Amber? Well, I know you're not going to like it right off the bat. Oh, shit. 
but it's a lot better than Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, and it's it's a movie <laughs> that I I enjoy watching. Uh, it's just the old eighties trick or treat, and oh, yeah, it's got an amazing soundtrack to it, which I know Mike will hate because it's rock and metal. So, but it's actually a pretty good movie. I don't hate rock and metal. I that I I can, I can maybe get down with that. Um, I don't I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I I don't know if I've seen it at all. Come to think of it, like I said, it's an old '80s movie, and yeah. it's real nostalgic with me. Uh, it's hard to find. I I can't find it anywhere on on DVD, but uh, it it it's a good movie. It's a fun watch. It is. Okay. Yeah. No, Rob did not put that in there. I'll have you know. Good job, Rob. Uh, he just never. He never in does his defense, shit. I think he brought it up, but I think it was after we'd already had the Patreon pick. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he mentioned it. He asked if Amber had a pick in, and I said <laughs> no, and he didn't say anything else. He just oh. <laughs> so that's probably why he fucking asked. He just said, "Ask her." unbelievable he never does a damn thing that he's supposed to do i swear <laughs> to god uh but no amber he did not i will i will put that in uh because we had to push the uh the patreon pick back a week because of uh captain redneck moving down south <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so that'll be it on the next one uh no thanks to rob and uh, I guess that's an episode, guys. Um, speaking of the Patreon, go over to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. We are talking about the monthly Patreon pick. Every month, these people get to pick a movie that we ha- we have to watch. <laughs> we can't veto it. Believe me, we've had legal teams look into it and try. Uh, it's unavoidable contractually, and we're fucked. They got us by balls, and they are very mean to us at times. Uh, Greg was part of the team that spearheaded uh, Thanks, Killing Three, for the last oh, one. Right, I was. <laughs> He's proud of it, Cat. I yeah. know. Mikey, do you remember when you said that he laughed at you and you felt like you was at the playground? Yeah. And like no. Yeah. He was all like, "I did my job." Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like you ever see the kid that peed their pants on the playground. And it's like, you know, a, a bunch of the kids feel bad for him, but then there's that one asshole kid that points at him. Oh, penis pants. Tells all. That's what Greg did <laughs> in, his, in his TikTok. Rob said we got to record. He, like, just announced that we had to go talk about things killing three <laughs> and laughed at us for it. <laughs> He's too proud of it. That's fucking funny. Um... Yeah, so if you want to get in on that fun and chaos and everything else, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Tears starting as low as $3 a month. Please support the show. Um, Yeah, you deadbeats. This is for Rob. (laughs) Yeah, you deadbeats. Get off your lazy asses and pay some bills for slash radio. Get him, Amber. It sounds better coming from Amber than Rob. Get him. (laughs) Hell yeah. Come on. These guys work hard. They entertain you. We do our best. Oh, speaking speaking we of We watch Thanks Killing Three for you guys. Come on. Seriously. Yes. Seriously. They deal with Rob and Greg. Oh, oh yeah, we do we do deal with Rob and Greg. Uh but speaking of contributions, I got a notification that um 
my Indiegogo donation, uh, I'm getting my my perks for it from Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. Yay! I got that email. I was like, what did I get from Indiegogo? This was like five years ago. And I forgot about it. So my, my, my signed copy of Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 is on its way. Oh, yay. Yeah, I don't know wow. what I would do without that. I don't want to put it on the shelf with the rest of the movies. I mean, am I wrong? Because I'm also getting a Don't Fuck in the Woods 1 copy. So I have the set. Oh. I'm ashamed. Fancy. <laughs> like, I don't want these two. I don't know why I did it. I had to have been drunk. I know what Rob <laughs> felt like. Like, I wanted a refund for a donation. And I don't want it associating with my other movies. I don't know what to do. Put it in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, I might I might have to like put it in my sock drawer. Yeah. Uh so, so that's on its way. Out of all the shit that I've ordered recently, like all this fun stuff, I got a Hannibal Lecter cutting board and <laughs> don't fuck in the woods DVDs coming in. Uh but other than that, uh follow the show at slash radio and slash radio.com, all of our articles, episodes, interviews. Make sure you subscribe uh wherever you're listening to this. And I'm at Mikey's Dead. So, Kat, where are they finding you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kat underscore Valor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvalor.com. You can check out the show that I record with Rob, This Horror Life, wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. Yes. Uh, and Radio Rob 123 is the handle for Rob. And uh, as Kat mentioned, at This Horror Life on Twitter. Make sure anywhere you listen to Slasher Radio, you can go listen to uh, This Horror Life. And, um, I think that's it uh amber yes as always you have been a lovely guest we appreciate you even though you uh, tie greg to the tree i thank you guys so much for being on here and it's good to be able to relax and enjoy yourself yes it really is <laughs> i'm thinking now magic guys if she did somehow tie greg to a tree <laughs> like you, we would hear him from outside <laughs> about Texas Chainsaw and how bad Terrifier sucks. Like if the neighbors would call the cops, it'd be a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wish you would have been able to do it. That would have been hilarious. Um, oh, also, um, uh, Darth Gregor too, because I know you don't give any plugs, Amber. Um, no. So uh, no. you can check out uh, Amber and Greg. Over at uh, Darth Gregor on uh, on TikTok. Yeah, every Saturday night we do a live, and uh, you know we welcome everybody there. It's a great horror community, and we're fortunate with everybody that we have. And everybody out there knows that they need to listen to Slasher Radio. You damn right, they gotta check both of them out. You know, I don't, I don't think that TikTok is um, like people under they they take for granted the horror community on there from what I because I have only been on there for Greg stuff period like yeah. absolutely nothing else but you know you get tagged and suggested and all this stuff and I see like there's a lot of horror shit on there oh yeah it's it's a huge horror com- community it really and truly is uh, there's there's so many different people on here that you know they have their things they have the 80s and the 90s and then you have you know all the new ones and everybody just kind of comes together and you know voices their opinion recommends movies and it's it's a lot of fun it really is uh i think slasher radio would be a great asset 
you could do clips of your show. Use your your logo and stuff and and promote your show on there and, and Kit, she's such an amazing writer and talented. They I, I'm sure people would love to hear from you. Oh, thank you. I don't think we want to set problems on TikTok. No. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> We've already got dark dragon. I would like to see Rob doing TikTok dances. Holy shit. <laughs> In his robe and Crocs. Can I volunteer him for that? I was thinking more along the lines of the Taco Bell tracksuit and Crocs. I have a little little hat, a little kangaroo hat. He would hurt himself. I can see him like falling on camera and breaking something. Breaking a hip or something. His redneck hip that he's about to have. It would go viral though. Oh my god. In a heartbeat. <laughs> He'd probably just be laying there because he can't breathe for a bit. It'd be perfect. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks for checking us out. We will be back next week with the Patreon pick. Hopefully, it is very nice to us and not Thanksgiving 3 again. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.